This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode 77. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you guys had an amazing week. And for everyone in the United States, I'm wishing you a safe and happy Memorial Day, hopefully celebrating our freedom and everything this great country has to offer with the people that you love. And if you're a veteran or an active service member, thank you for your service to this nation. So today is the last episode on our series, Lies We Tell Ourselves. This series is foundational to everything that I teach in my business because most of us are never really taught in our career that our ability to achieve our goals doesn't necessarily come from good breaks or great bosses or networking the right way or even being amazing at what you do. Yes, those things are important, but you can have all of those things and still find yourself stuck and miserable. Why? Well, because the truth is that you can work as hard as you'd like to work, but if you don't learn how to manage your mind, you can easily find yourself living in uncertainty, fear, self-doubt, no matter how successful you look on the outside. If you don't purposefully direct your brain, what's going on on the inside can make you miserable. And when you're not connected to the real source of the issue, it is so easy to spend your time chasing things that won't make a difference, chasing opportunity. I did this for years, looking for the perfect boss or the right title or salary or the right career path or the right business opportunity or a better culture or whatever your belief is. I'm not saying that those things aren't important. What I am saying is that you can have all the great things. You can have everything you always said you ever wanted and still be miserable. And you might not even know why if you're not connected to what's going on on the inside, in your brain. And that concept is especially relevant in this episode because we're going to talk about the last lie in this series, which is, I'm a fraud. Now, this is the hallmark of something called imposter syndrome, which is a pattern of thought that causes you to doubt your abilities, hence the thought, I'm a fraud. And it disproportionately impacts high achievers, especially those who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. They desperately want those accomplishments and successes, but when they get them, they still feel like maybe they're not worthy of them, or maybe they're not real. 
In fact, researchers say that up to 80% of people report having imposter-like thoughts at some point in their career. And for some people, it's throughout their entire career. I'm very well acquainted with this one because I've had it myself. So I've got a lot of perspective to share here that I think is going to be super helpful for so many of you. So let's dive in. Now, you might hear a statistic like imposter syndrome impacts up to 80% of people, and you wonder, maybe, how could that possibly be true? I mean, 80%? Well, apparently it is true, because according to the National Institute of Health, in 2019, there was a review of 62 studies on imposter syndrome. And according to that review, up to 82% of people that were surveyed, thousands of people, report having thoughts that are imposter-like at some point in their career. And it's also important to know that most of them are women, although it does impact men too. A lot of the people that I coach privately, and some of which are men, do have this, they're high achievers and super high standards, and they feel like they're not enough. They're not good enough, or they feel like they're a fraud, right? Very, very common for both men and women. And as I said earlier, it disproportionately impacts high achievers, people who are used to setting very high bars and nailing it, right? And it can impact you at any stage uh, of your life from college or school years up to the most senior level corporate executives or entrepreneurs. And the problem with the imposter thought pattern is that you end up working harder than you need to because you're holding yourself to an impossibly high standard. And if you don't course correct, it's eventually going to take a toll on your emotional well-being and maybe your physical well-being too. And even though you're literally killing yourself to deliver top caliber, maybe unachievable standards of work, if you don't correct the underlying thought pattern, it can actually have a negative impact on your work performance. So what does imposter syndrome look like? Well, like I said, it's characterized by a pattern of thought that's grounded in something psychologists call perceived fraudulence. I sort of think about it personally, as a set of beliefs or rules that a high achiever develops maybe early on in their life or their career, and this becomes their standard way of being. But eventually, because it's a level of performance that's unattainable, it is unsustainable. And if it's not addressed, it can have the opposite effect Instead of holding you to a very high standard, it can tear you down and tear you apart. And honestly, if it goes unaddressed, it just makes you miserable. So here are what I call some of the imposter rules. And these are kind of beliefs that we set. They're informal and impossible, you know, set of beliefs or rules that high achievers with imposter-like thoughts might set for themselves and start living by in their career. And see if you recognize any of these in yourself as I go through this list. 
So imposter-like rules are things like you always say yes, even when you want to say no. You avoid being too competitive or focused on achievement because you're afraid of what that might say about you. You have to be perfect at everything. You must know the answer to every question or you won't raise your hand. You can never have an off day. You have to be perfect and always on. No failure is allowed, ever. If your ideas aren't readily accepted on the first time, you feel like you failed. You never say, I don't understand, or ask for more explanation because you feel like you should already know. You downplay your accomplishments so others don't think you're egotistical or feel threatened by you. You never go for the new job unless you have experience with every item on that list. You can never make more money than your parents, your partner, or your friends. You don't negotiate salary or ask for the promotion. Otherwise, you feel like people will think you're pushy or aggressive. When something's hard, it means you can't do it or that it's not meant for you. If you don't master that new thing you try on the first try, you tell yourself you're a failure or it's not meant for you. You never ask for help, ever. You work harder and longer than everyone else just to prove you're as good as them. You never release your work unless it's absolutely perfect. And there's lots more where that came from. But did any of that sound familiar? Do you recognize any of those beliefs or rules in yourself? According to Dr. Valerie Young, who's the author of The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, there are five types of imposter syndrome, which basically means there are five families of thoughts that drive imposter-like thoughts. They are the perfectionist, the superhero, the natural genius, the soloist, and the expert. So let's go through each of those one by one and talk about the five different ways that imposter-like behavior shows up. So the first one, the perfectionist, is just what it sounds like. It's someone who sets excessively high goals, and when they don't reach them, they experience self-doubt and worry about how they don't measure up. Within this type are some behaviors that include things like micromanaging or having a hard time delegating to others, feelings of, if it's going to be done right, I have to do it myself, feelings of failure, when you don't hit your own impossibly high standard, overthinking about your failures for days, feeling like your work has to be 100% right 100% of the time. Perfectionists are often procrastinators because, of course, if you don't start, you can't fail, right? Now, the next one is the superhero. These people are so convinced they're phonies, surrounded by a sea of super accomplished colleagues, that they push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But really, 
this feeling of having to measure up is 100% internally driven. A way to cover up their own insecurities and feelings of inadequacy. So they work and work and work, right? And of course, this can be super hard in relationships and even their own mental health. They stay later at the office than everyone else. They're always the first one in, in the morning. They have a hard time unplugging, right? They're the ones walking through Disneyland with their families on vacation while on a conference call. And by the way, (laughs) I did that (laughs) 20 years ago. Their hobbies and passions and maybe their relationships suffer. And even if they do get ahead, they don't feel like they've earned it unless they work longer and harder than everyone else. The superhero is super addicted to the validation that comes from working, not necessarily to the work itself. Okay, so that's the superhero. Then the third type, according to Dr. Valerie Young, is the natural genius. Now, this type judges their abilities based on how easy things are for them to master. So if they don't get things right on the first time, they feel like a failure or they feel inadequate or not smart enough or not good enough. They have this impossibly high bar on what it means to master things. But unlike the perfectionist, it's not just about being perfect. It's about immediate mastery. It has to be perfect on the first try, which of course is ridiculous, right? That's their own standard. No one else would expect that of themselves, right? If they have a realistic knowledge of what it means to continually learn new things, of course you're not going to be perfect on the first try. So this is a type typically experienced by people who maybe in school were used to excelling without really cracking the books, right? They were straight A students and didn't really have to work very hard at that. Maybe they were the smart one in their family. They like doing things on their own. And maybe they even take the easy path or job rather than the hard one because it's more comfortable to do things they know how to do well. So that's the natural genius. The soloist is the fourth type. And that has to do with doing everything on their own. They refuse to ask for assistance so they can prove their own self-worth. They don't need, won't ask for, and usually will not accept help from others. That's their belief. And if they do, then they feel like they're a fraud. They don't ask for mentorship. They don't kind of look to others. They feel like they need to have all the answers. Otherwise, they're a fraud, right? And if they get help, it would make their accomplishment feel like it wasn't their own. So that's the soloist. Everything is about them. They have to have all the answers and do it all on their own. And the last of the five types is called the expert. This is the person that believes they'll never know enough about their job or industry. So they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. They shy away from speaking opportunities. They don't apply for jobs unless they have experience with every single item on the list. And they constantly seek out training and certification after training and certification because they believe they don't have enough knowledge. They shudder or push back 
if anyone even thinks about calling them an expert. So you can see, while each of these five types shows up in a slightly different way, the thing they share in common is that there's this feeling of not being good enough or like a fraud. Bottom line, it's about having a lack of confidence specifically around their capabilities or their ability to be a success. And the problem with imposter syndrome is that it will hold you back. You'll either play small or you'll hold yourself back from opportunities that you really want to go for because you believe you're not good enough. Or you'll kill yourself in your relationship with a constant overworking. Either way, imposter-like thoughts will make you miserable. So you might be wondering, what do I do about it? If you recognize this is something that's showing up for you. Well, like everything we talk about on this podcast, it's about understanding what's really going on in your head. If you're behaving in ways that kind of confound you, ways we talked about earlier in this episode, it's important to know that that didn't just happen. That's not just odd behavior. There's something driving that behavior. And the thing that's driving the behavior is your emotions, how you're feeling. So when you feel self-doubt or uncertainty or inadequacy, fear, worry, it's not because of the situation you're in or the thing you're trying to do or the thing that someone said to you. It's about what you're thinking about the situation or the thing you're trying to do or the thing that someone said to you. You have to get in touch with the thoughts you're having that are driving the feelings of uncertainty and the behaviors that you have that make no sense to you, like the overworking or the not being able to ask for help or whatever else you think is wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. This is about a pattern of thinking based on a set of beliefs that are not true, that just got hardwired in earlier in your life. And if you don't get in touch with that pattern of thought, you won't be able to stop the vicious cycle of imposterism. It will just keep going and it will rob you of your happiness. It'll keep you from celebrating your wins, no matter how amazing they are. It'll cause you eventually at some point to shrink down after a failure or a setback instead of getting back up and trying again. It'll steal your time because of the overworking. I could go on and on about this. I know this one well. When you have this thought pattern ingrained, you will never feel good enough. No matter what you achieve, no matter how much you earn, no matter how many compliments you get, no matter how much money you make, no matter what your title is. And trust me when I tell you, you will be miserable and you can't outrun it by changing jobs because it's not the culture or the boss no matter how difficult, it's not the boss, it's not the politics, it's not the colleagues that are causing the issue, it's you. Specifically, it's your brain and it's old patterns of thought. So when people ask me why I don't just focus my executive coaching and my business on the typical career things like resumes and networking and promotions, I tell them the truth. Those things are important for sure. And I do help my clients with those things, but only after we solve the real problem, which is what you're thinking about yourself. 
Because the truth is, it's only after you rid yourself of the self-doubt and the worry and the constant overthinking and the feelings of inadequacy or being a fraud that you will ever find the peace and the happiness and the fulfillment and the satisfaction that's possible for you in your career and life. That's the only time you'll really be able to fully realize your potential and be free to enjoy the rest of your life too. If you just focus on changing jobs or getting the next level title, you might be able to get that. I did, but you will never feel like it's enough. It will never be enough because inside you believe you are not enough. You'll never be happy. You'll never be satisfied with your outer accomplishments until you believe you're enough on the inside. That's why we start on the inside in Next Level, my monthly membership. We focus on changing your self-image first, and then we work on changing all the outer things you want to change in your career, the job, the title, the salary, the boss, but only after we get the inside view cleaned up. So you can feel confident. So you allow yourself to believe in your skills and abilities and finally allow yourself to understand what you actually do want in your career, not what you think you should want. So you develop the resilience to bounce back when you fail, because if you keep achieving, you will have failure, but it doesn't have to mean the end. It's just part of the process. You don't need anyone else's approval or encouragement, only your own. We want you to join Next Level because we're going to get you to the next level inside so that your outside circumstances and possibilities are quite literally endless. It's life transformation for less than $1.60 a day. Are you interested? Go to thepurposefulcareer.com forward slash next level and sign up for the waiting list. I hope we see you there. I can promise you nothing feels as good as believing in yourself. Until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.